Barzell. He's behind the defense. Matt Barzell scores! Away he goes. Horvath again. What a move by Horvath. Scores! Oh, Horvath! Bovillier breaking. What a move! What a play! What a goal! Top of the morning, ladies and gentlemen. You guys know what time it is. It's time for another episode of The Clapper Report, a hockey podcast where an Islanders fan, a very sad Islanders fan, and an even sadder Canucks fan talk about the news in the league and the rumors surrounding the team. This is Damien, alongside Justin, as always, for the first time in person in weeks. And just to clarify to you guys, we are not Jeff Merrick or Elliot Friedman. But before we get started, we do ask that you please go follow and subscribe to the podcast wherever it is that you listen to your favorite podcast. And also, we ask if you could please follow us on Instagram as well, at The Clapper Report. Interact with us, leave some comments, slide in the DMs. Let's get the conversation flowing. Justin, buddy, in person, what are you drinking? Yeah, finally, my leg's finally healed. I got cleared by the doctor. Everything's healed up. Living our best lives, ready to mosh again. Hell Can't yeah. wait. Uh, I'm drinking. I got one for you too from Great South Bay. I don't usually, oh, yeah. I don't usually partake in Great South Bay, but uh, they got a GSB Mist Bahia Explosion or Explosion, and uh, it's Baja Blast ripoff. Yeah. And uh, what do you think of it? It's a sour ale brewed with lemon, lime, cherry, and raspberry, and. I told you to try it. What do you think of it? So you guys know that I'm a big sour guy now. Uh, probably my favorite style of beer at this point. Um, it's in, it's insane. It's nuts. I'm I'm the guy who always gets Mountain Dew back in the day. Mm-hmm. Even Same here, Baja Blast. Baja mm-hmm. Blast, mm-hmm. easy go to, and it's very close. And it's alcoholic. It's alcohol. It's an alcoholic Baja Blast, and only five point five percent. Yeah, this so is it's a, a, this nice an light easy drink. hitter. Yeah, it's a easy nice light hitter. drink that like you could just sip on in it. I could chug it. Oh yeah, no, I've, I'm already halfway done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, I'm on my third sip and it's empty. <laughs> no, I it's actually true. shotgunned it right before we started. <laughs> yeah, no, so it's definitely a, a solid beer. I really do enjoy it. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, also on deck because I know I'm gonna have to when talking about the Canucks. Uh, I have from Great South Bay actually a smoothie IPA, very berry. It's a nitro smoothie IPA brewed with lactose, strawberry, blueberry, and raspberry. And uh, 7.6, it's got uh, Ben and Jerry's looking uh, oh, how, can. Yeah. It's got a little cow on it. Great South so, Bay, uh, they're definitely the uh, the uh, ripoff guys. They go, yeah. they go for, the, <laughs> for the popular looks here. Now, listen, I'm, well, I mean, uh, Dubco, that place that we went a few weeks ago. Um, they do have a couple replica. Type. Yeah, they have they have that Bud Light, but it's Dub Light. It's pretty yeah. funny. I think that's pretty sick. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. What's been going on? Dude. I feel like we have, we've been inconsistent with recording. Life's gotten in the way. Yeah, uh, no, uh, life's gotten in the way. We've been to a bunch of different shows, going out. Doing my all semester these- has picked up, and uh, my my injury still. So it was like, uh, yeah. did we talk about the the concert? We yeah. did. We yeah, did. We did. Shit. We did. I see. I'm losing track of everything. Oh, it's okay. That's oh, because we did it the Monday after because because uh, we had went to the show. That's yeah. right. I mean, I even got a new desk chair, as you can see. Yes, I yes we're, I can. You cleaned up a bit too. Yeah, it's uh, nice in here. I see. Uh, the Avalanche jersey. I know there's been a lot. Yeah, I put up a lot of jerseys up on the wall. Yeah. So, uh, you know, getting a little more hockey in here. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you like the changes that were made. Yeah, I still, I still love the London Knights jersey. Oh, it's beautiful. I love it's that one. It's probably one of my favorite I should get an Ole Ulevi at London Knights jersey. Yes. 
I'll just put his name on the back of that one. You should actually draw with it a Sharpie. Yeah. Like I want to sharpen with a Sharpie. <laughs> or I'll do be like the Salty Honda fans when they wrote snake on the back of their uh, Tavares jerseys and they put like paper and taped it on. Well, what would you do on the back of your DPHO jersey hanging there? Oh, dude, DP, I love him. <laughs> I'll be a defender of DP to the day I die so he can stay on that one. I oh, might not wear it. Speaking but. of Islanders jerseys, I actually last week uh, copped a Barzell jersey. Uh, I, I jumped ship from the Canucks and uh, now, I'm a, now I'm an Islanders fan. I have a Barzell jersey before Damien does. So. Yeah. Oh, no, I have one. I have a Barzy one. Do, do you? Yeah. Yeah, I have a Barzy one. It's I'm locked like, away. It's locked It's locked away? Yeah. That fucking Willie last season during the uh, playoffs, he got a fucking barbecue sauce all over the arm. What? <laughs> yeah, let him borrow it because, you know, he's like superstitious with jerseys. He's like, I need to wear it. I need to wear it. I need to wear it for the Islanders, even though he's not really an Islander fan, but yeah. whatever. Um. And he got barbecue sauce all over the fucking arm, all over his What was he eating? Is it was something good at least? Or I think it was that time we were all together and we were eating the wings at my house when we got no shot. No, that was really yeah. He, oh, got, God. he was eating boneless wings. Boneless wings. I <laughs> got sauce on them. No chicken nuggets. He was eating chicken nuggets. Yeah. Oh, I can't stand the boneless wings thing. Oh, I can't. Well, I don't know. Do we have? Bon- I don't remember exactly. It but. definitely was boneless because I know uh, like half the people that we hang out with are like, oh, boneless is better. It just makes life easier, especially in a crowd. Like yeah, but that. I. Uh, I don't know. I, I like, like wings. Bone. I, I like, like bone in. Yeah, I like one hundred percent on the bone. Whatever you want. to Because boneless but. wings aren't wings. They're not. They're not. They're, they're chicken literally nuggets. glorified chicken nuggets. They're chicken nuggets with a little bit more of the extra uh, GMOs. You know. Yeah. Fluffing uh, that bad boy up. I don't know. It's uh. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, but see, I got a Barzell jersey. I uh, jump ship. Hell yeah. Not really. But well, you know, I'm. I should jump ship. You're coming soon. You're coming soon. And I guess we should give people a little bit of warning so that way they know what they're getting into this week. Um, it's definitely going to be a little bit of a, of a different take from the Cloud Report here. Um, normally, we go over a lot of news. We go over a lot of things. Today is a little different. We both yep. have some things we got to get off our chest. We're both feeling a little angry, a little yep. sad, a little confused. Um, empty inside. Empty. You know, we're, we're going through a bad breakup with our Islanders and our Canucks. So yeah. we have a lot to cover for both teams. So if you're an Islander fan, Canuck fan, you will enjoy this. because Well, uh, or you might not because you may realize how much your team sucks. Well, I was going to say you guys are going to share the frustrations. And we're going to yeah. speak the words that you're not able to get out. It's like how I like watching cringy TikToks. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I like yeah. listening to angry podcasts. <laughs> or it's like watching a train wreck and then sitting there and talking to your friends about it. Because that's literally what we are. We're friends with you guys. And now we're going to talk about the train wrecks that is the Islanders and the Canucks. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to say something else about, uh, about that. I don't know. Well, I will say what I want to talk about. A hardcore song of the week. All right. Lay it on us. Yeah, let's get it going. So, um. I played this song for you before we recorded, just yeah. so you could get a taste of what I'm talking about here. Um, it's a song called Constant Decay from a band named No Zodiac. I think Kyle is the one that added this to the uh, Glizzy Gladiator uh, playlist that we have Kyle. shared. Shout out to UK Dub down in Florida. Um, it's disgusting. It's yeah. disturbingly heavy. Yeah, it that shit is scary. Like just yeah, guttural. Like yeah, I don't know how you make those noises, but they made them. We just gotta be Dimension Seven Yo. Yeah, they are <laughs> the best TikToker. Deep, bro. They are deep. Um, stupid heavy. I love listening to it in the gym. It's a go-to in the gym because uh, it just makes me see red and I keep going. So uh, yeah. Yeah, if you like disgustingly heavy music, check this song out. It's on our playlist, so you'll know where to find it. Go go, go give it a quick listen. TCR Hardcore Song of the Week on Spotify. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I uh, put a song. I think I put them on 
uh, before, or I've said them on the podcast before, uh, Shackled. Shackled, baby. New, New Jersey Hardcore. Oh, yeah. Howl Hardcore. Freehold Hardcore. Oh, yeah. Um, what's it called? They just released a little a, li- a little diddly on uh, last Friday. They just put out Called a, a Doubt diddly. Surrounds All. Right? Oh, my God. That's the name Doubt of it, Doubt Surrounds right? All, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Confirmed. Um, so it's nuts. They're they're awesome. Um, I've listened to them for a while now. But it's nuts. And so the song, anyway, is the first song off it called Blinded. Dude, it's nuts. I I, I, I was forcing I'm, you to listen to them last week when it, it came out. It wasn't even forced. It wasn't forced. It was recommended because I did want to listen. Yeah. And it's not a long tape either. I think it's like eight songs and it's only like It's probably like 15, 20 minutes or something. Minutes. 15, 20 minutes. Uh, it's such a good listen, honestly. If you got um, 20 minutes, it's well worth your time. Yeah. I uh, I then played it for my girlfriend and like in the huge speakers in her house because her dad's like an audiophile. <laughs> and so I go, I go, okay, I'm going to cue a song. You need to listen to it. Don't worry. And, and you know, she likes hardcore too, like us. And um, so she was like, okay, okay, okay. The second it comes on, I she made the stank face and she was like, oh my God. <laughs> She's like, this is fucking nasty. I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah, so buddy. shackled New Jersey hardcore. They're oh, yeah. awesome. Uh we should start doing like like playing little clips of the songs. I know. We probably get copyrighted. Well, I know if you guys are Spotify listeners, we can do that. Mm. Like I can through where we record we record on like anchor um you can splice it in yeah but i don't know if it'll be blank dead air or if it'll be like just skipped over completely on um like apple and all those other platforms yeah but i know without a doubt 100 percent, we could play it on spotify maybe we gotta look into that yeah i mean hey. well, i was gonna say well, our intro is fucking copy yeah <laughs> If you're listening, um, um, you yeah, actually, hear that part. actually, Rage Against the Machine, they actually said, Oh, yeah, you guys can use yeah, this. Yeah, well, you know, we're good buddies with them. We go way yeah, back, of um, crush a couple of fucking uh, GSB mists with them back in the day. And they said, You know, yeah, back what? before that came out, yeah, of course, back they in like, 1990 before we were alive. You good boys, you know, you can use them. You Yo, can use it. Yeah, we're raging against the copyright machine. So. <laughs> yeah, we're, we are, we are against the man here. So, uh, solid. Um, okay. You want to talk about hockey? I don't. I don't either. I do want to talk about hockey because I want it to be better. I want better days for this New York Islanders team. And I know they can have it. Yeah, for sure. I know they they're can underperforming have it. right now. All right, we're we gonna do Islander talk. We'll do Islanders talk. All right, we'll care. do Islanders talk. Um, actually, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, actually, we'll do Islanders talk because I've actually watched the Islanders games. Yeah, I know. And you because, know what's funny is I watch a lot of Canucks games, and I feel like I didn't watch the Islanders as consistently. But it also might be the fact that they just haven't played. Well, but, considering the fact, that, yeah, that they've been playing like once a week the past like three weeks. Yeah. You know? So um, trust I me, like I have. I feel like I've watched a lot more Canucks than I have the Islanders lately. Definitely so. have. Considering the Canucks have like four more games played than everybody else, and they still suck. <laughs> All right. So anyway. Um, I'm basically just going to like recap like the past like week really quick just to uh, let you guys, the listeners, know where I am and my mindset um, for this team. The road trip started off rough and then it got really good. They were on a seven game point streak at one point and you're like, okay, I'll just figured it out. They got screwed by their schedule so hard and like it was annoying watching Islander games because every five seconds it was well, the Islanders' longest road trip ever, yeah. you know, was annoying to hear. And it, For sure. And it felt like a, an excuse almost, you know, that the announcers and everybody was trying to make. But, like, 
it really did make sense. It, it, like looking back at it, 13 games on the road in a row with like three or four, sometimes even five days off in between mm-hmm. is an impossible feat for a lot of teams. Yeah, you can't get any momentum going. You can't. You can't. So um, again, they, they, they started off the prior week good. You know, they seven gate point streak. They go into Minnesota against the Wild. And I watched this game. I, I was watching it. And um, I was kind of upset. I don't even think Caprizo put a point up. If anybody I wanted to score, it would have been him, uh, my fantasy team. But um, Well, let's not even talk about fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> that's later. That's later. That's not even this episode. Yeah, I can't deal it. with it. We'll skip it. Um, <laughs> they were looking good through the first two periods. Like They, they held, a, a like, I think it was like a 2-1 lead. And it was looking great. Uh, 12 minutes left into the third period. They Islanders had a two-one lead. Mm. Next thing you know, Sorokin lets in a couple. The, uh, the Islanders start breaking down, and they end up losing five-two. Yeah, I mean, two of them were empty netters. So was it really five-two? No, it was it was three-two. But you lit up two goals in the second half of the third period yeah. to lose a game out like that. Keep in mind, they didn't play three games before, so it's kind of hard for a team to be consistent for sixty minutes straight when they're barely even playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but that game right there, I feel like was like the pendulum swinging in the wrong direction for them. They realized that they can't play full 60 minutes and it caught up to them quick. I yeah. mean, you also have to think that this is the oldest team in the NHL. Granted, which I didn't expect green, Andy green and fucking Zidane Char are the reason why we're there. There is a lot of youngsters on the team, but like, all this traveling, all this on the road, all this breakage, like these players, these type of players like Zidane Char, Andy Green, like all these older, you know, uh, what is his name? Parise, like they they need to be playing. Mm-hmm. They need to be in a rhythm. They need to find their footing. And you can't find your footing when you're missing all these games. So now they travel to the Devils after a three day break. They play the Devils and play a team that's playing hot, a goaltender that's hot because he's playing. Mackenzie Blackwood faced 42 shots. Yeah. He saved 42 shots. I know. I had him I had him starting that night. 42 shots. Yeah. It's the New Jersey Devils. Without Jack Hughes. Without Jack Hughes. Without Jack Hughes. Trust me. I know. Yeah. Talking about fantasy. I know. 42 shots, this guy. And I wasn't that I wasn't that worried about this game, too. Because I was like, all right, Mackenzie Blackwood played on his head like yeah. All right, who cares? Like, it's a quick game. Like, yeah, it's against the division rival, but you know what? Like, you'll play them six more times. We'll or play them again. It's the Devils. It's not going to happen to us again. But then, again, three days they get off. Three days. Yeah. And now we're taking a road trip to Florida. <laughs> you know what teams are in Florida? Unfortunately, I do. Back to back defending Stanley Cup champion, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Lightning, who we play first. Completely couldn't get anything offensively going. Yeah, but it was a really chippy game. I'll give them that. It was very physical. It was a good game. If Zdeno well, Chara, for, you know, didn't have purposes. the game that he had, I'd be talking a lot more about him because he played very physical. Was involved in every scrum. Was involved in every fight. This guy was a monster. Um, it was physical, and yeah. I, I like that. I like that. Even though they lost the game four to one, mm-hmm. I like the fact that they were physical. Holy shit. You were a physical team for once. Because yeah. that's the Islanders' identity. That's who we are. Identity we're a physical line, yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The great identity line. That's 
probably has the most minuses on the fucking team right now, but you lose that game four to one. Whatever, whatever. You got another game tomorrow. Finally, we have a back to back, you know, but you just played the most physical game you played all season. And then you go and play the fucking Florida Panthers. Yeah. That are rolling on all cylinders that are fucking incredible. The Panthers look nuts. They looked, I do have to say they, they are in, insane this year. They looked incredibly hot. They yeah. were they scored four goals in the first period. Four I, goals in the first yep. period. And I want to be mad at the Islanders for that. You sh- yeah, you should, be. you should I, be. I am mad. I am mad that they give up four. But it's like the Florida fucking Panthers, after you just played the most physical game of the season, like this schedule sucked. This but schedule I, was terribly against them. But you also expect more out of this team. Well, that's what I was going to say. This is a team that back to back was de- a deep playoff contender. Notably, the underdogs of the East, and then here they are playing not beer league hockey, but they're not playing to their potential. They are not, you know, to their potential. I mean, like, and granted, they lost pieces, you know, um, they lost Everly, you know, who's whatever. Playing the fucking career, career season right now. I this know, guy. I this know. fucking guy on a terrible cracking team, taking backhanded shot, which he's known for, taking backhanded shot after backhanded shot, going into the net. Yeah. This fucker couldn't hit the net in the playoffs towards the end. Well, I think I think it's like to say it's like, yeah, this road trip road trip has been terrible, but the, but the Islanders haven't been playing to their capability. I know, they you have, know, and I don't know what's going on with but that. Is that but is that, a, is, that a, is that the reason why is because they can't find their footing because they're not playing? I think it's part of it. Yeah, I think but that's I also a major think I, I also don't know like. I don't know. I mean, I guess we need to wait to see when the schedule picks up more and they start <laughs> playing at home more, you know, which is tomorrow. If you're listening to this, yeah, it's uh, Saturday, November 20th. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it the road trip sucks. Yeah. But I also don't know if it's just the road trip. Like, you know, it's yeah. I mean, I think also the addition of Char making them slower. Now they just lost Pulak. So it's like, I don't know. It's uh, it's scary right now. No, I know. It is incredibly scary. And like players like Palmieri, Eberly's fucking oh, replacement. Palmieri. <laughs> Got his first fucking goal in a 6-1 loss. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, great, great. I drafted great. him on one of my teams. Great, I know. <laughs> great, Palmieri. Good job, buddy. Good job. You got your first fucking goal in a 6-1 loss. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Hopefully the monkey's off his back now and he can get back to work and he yeah. can do some things. But you, you want you want to wait till a worse time to finally see the back of the net? Good job. Good job. Yeah. So now there's two parts of my brain. <laughs> I have a left side and I have a right side that are, are talking and fighting and angry at all times with each other. I have the realistic viewpoint of me and I have the pessimistic view of me. Mm-hmm. Realistic view. You should, just, you should do different voices for each one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that good of an actor. Not yet. <laughs> not fucking yet. Uh, realistic view is that the Islanders are never good on the road. Mm-hmm. Last season, they were terrible on the road. The, they were 11, 13, and 4 on the road last season. Which, if you ask me, the 5, 6, and 2 that we are right now looks identical. Yeah. Granted, the sample size isn't there, and there is going to be a ton more games played on the road. But realistically speaking, this road trip looked exactly how we looked on the road last year. Granted, it wasn't this egregious, this ugly, which I'll get into later with my fucking pessimistic view. But 5, 6, and 2 road trip, isn't the worst. And honestly, I think if you ask any Islander fan before this season started, if you guys go five, six, and two, theoretically, would you be mad at it? And I don't think a lot of fans would be. I don't think a lot of fans, a lot of fans would be like, you know what? At least they got that out of this trip. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Yeah. You got points out of the majority of the games. The games they lost were bad, but statistically, it's not terrible. They also had a ton of rest, so they were never able to get a fucking rhythm going. And we have a ton of home games coming up and a brand new home, so there's a lot going for them. That, that's my realistic point of view. That's my... Let me be calm. Let me take a deep breath. Let me assess the situation. Yeah. This could get better. Definitely. It's, it's still it early be. for them. It's still early for them. Because they they've only also, played 13 games. Yeah. They have a lot of games in hand. They have like four games in hand on most teams in the Metro right now. Yeah. For so sure. it's not, not alarm. It's not alarm sounding time yet. I don't think. I don't think I'm there yet. It's I'm but I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think you're looking at the button across the room. The panic yeah, button across the, the room. Yeah. I put the key in. Yeah. Into the. Uh, oh, you're that new far code. into it. Oh, yeah. The oh, okay. key's in, but I didn't lift up the cover oh. of, the, of the button yet. Okay. You know, oh, because, you know, you look. No, for some reason, I was thinking that the key was attached to the button. I was just, I had a dumb visual for a second. Okay. I, I know what you mean. I I'm know painting mean. a picture for you guys. It's the key in right next to you is the button with a cover on it. You have to lift mm -hmm. the cover and then press the button. Yeah. So the key is in right now. Okay. And we'll watch it. We could potentially be lifting up the cover by the end of next week. But see, see for me, I'd, I'd be looking at the key across the room. I, I don't think it's time yet. I, I'd say to give it like two or three more games before I'm putting the key in the ignition for the button. Yeah. Because I still think they can turn it around. You well, know? let me tell you what it's going to take with my pessimistic view for okay. me to lift up the cover. All right. Yeah. yeah. You ready tell for this? Us. Yeah. Let us go. Let us know. All right. A lot of you guys have a cell phone. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go on Google. I want you to look up Metropolitan Division standings. <laughs> do me a favor. Look at the fucking standings. All right. Let's look at them right now. Pull it up for me. Yeah. All right. I have numbers here, but I want you to look at it. I NHL. want you to see it. Oh, funny. I already have it up. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Metro. Oh, great. Okay. It's the Metropolitan Division. So the Canes are 13 and 2. Can confirm. But Can the you do the plus math 20, me how many points? 26. 26 points. In 15 games. In 15 fucking games. The Capitals, 10, 2, and 5. 25 points in 17 games. The Rangers. The New York fucking Rangers that did everything wrong in the offseason are 10, 4, and 3. For 23 points, 17 games. Yeah, I don't know. Just, just do a little detour real quick. How the fuck are the Rangers doing this? How are they doing this? I don't understand. I don't understand it. I mean, I get it. Eurus Sturkin's really good, but okay. Anyway. <laughs> Sidetracking, but yeah, I just don't understand that. But all right, the Philadelphia Flyers, eight, four, and three, and that's for uh, nineteen points in fifteen games. Now, I understand that counter argument. I already gave it to you guys before. The Islanders have four games in hand, right? So, and uh, it was all on the road. It was all on the road. I also just want to say real quick before you, I want to add on the Blue Jackets, nine and five, eighteen points in fourteen games. They only have one game. Are the Islanders only have one game in hand above them, and they're six points away. So. So I just think they should be spoken about too. Yeah. But. No, I mean, thank you. You know, you made the situation even worse. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, uh, I'm, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be calm about this. I'm trying, yeah. I really am. I really am. But like the way that these metropolitan teams are playing, this is the hardest division in sports. I, I You can say hardest division in hockey. No, hardest in sports. There is mm -hmm. no division that is as competitive and is going to have as many wins as these fucking teams are going to have at this point. What makes this worse is how bad the losses are. How bad they fucking were. And like how bad this defense is. Yeah. And now you add on the fact that Ryan Pollock is out for four to six weeks. Once I saw that puck go off his foot or ankle, whatever it was, 
I knew it. I fucking knew it. And you saw it in his face. He looked like yep. he was going to fucking scream. Ryan Pollock. One half of PMP security. Yep. That's been split up anyway. So whatever. Yeah. Is out for four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. God just signed an eight year deal out for six fucking weeks. It sucks. He pulled the Justin injury. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, now this team's going to have to rely on young faces. We just called up Salo. Wearing number two, by the way. All right. All shout right. out to Nick Letty. Um, shout out to Nick Letty. Shout fan out to of the him. show? Fan of the show. <laughs> Real, no, he's, he's a friend of the show. We should oh, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good yeah. friends with him. Go back. Same here. Fan, fan and friend. <laughs> um, it's not true, by the way. No. Incredibly. <laughs> In case you guys thought we were serious. Incredibly untrue. <laughs> I mean, the furthest thing from true. Yeah. Um, but no, now, now we have like all these young faces that are going to have to come in. We have Sebastian Ajo finally playing, but at what cost? Ryan Pollock, yeah. you know, Salo getting called up. Salo's playing great in Bridgeport. And you know what? If you want to make a comparison, this could be like the exact situation that happened with Devontae's. Mm-hmm. There was an injury to, I think it was Thomas Hickey back when he got his chance and he came up and I was never looked back. Granted, yeah. they're not going to look back at Pollock. But no, of course not. Hopefully, you know, we could look at a guy like Char. We could look at a guy like Green and not have them in the lineup if Salo has the Devontae's-esque come up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not counting on that, but, you know, we're going to have to rely on a lot of young guys to come in for a defense that is already beyond struggling. Yeah. And it's not like you're losing the dead weight. You're, <laughs> you're, you, you're top guy. One well, you you can argue two guy is out. I mean that is just terrible luck. Mm-hmm. Um, which begs the question: th- Does Lou make a move? Is he gonna rush into things now? You're gonna have to pay a heavy price because everybody fucking knows what's going on over there. Yeah. So it's like you don't really want to rush into anything. I'm sure by the trade deadline is when he's looking. Mm-hmm. Wise words of Lou: If you have time, take it. So so, so what do you think? What do you think a move would be for them? Obviously a defenseman. Um, I'm gonna say I was. Don't make me look stupid. No, I was just no, asking. No, I'm, no, not, I'm, I'm just playing. I'm just kidding with you. I, yeah. Oh, it, like what kind of defenseman? Like left, right, left, second pair. Left, left, because that's gonna be a need that you're gonna need mm-hmm. after Polak comes back. Mm-hmm. So you might, might, may as well at this point just fill that need. Um, mm-hmm. have one of the young guys play that role. Yeah. Um, left-handed, and he has to be a puck mover. We never replaced Nick Letty last season. That's true. We never replaced him. And granted, he was a pain in the ass. Granted, he was annoying. But, but it was your pain in the ass that was annoying. But he was he was our pain in the ass. And you know what? Um, what's his name? TLO Mitch. He had a breakdown of all the power play goals over like a couple game um, spread. Mm-hmm. Who was the backpack? Who was the the point man on all those power plays? Nick Letty. Uh, power play goals. There was probably three that he was involved in. Yeah. And now we have the 30th. The 30th in the league in power play percentage. Under the Canucks. Under the Canucks. No offense, but... No, who suck right now. Like, we have nothing going for us on defense. Mm -hmm. Nothing. They are not helping us out anywhere. I literally physically cringe when I see the Islanders go on a power play. I'm like, what's the point of watching this? I don't want to watch this. They're not going to score. If anything, it's going to be a shorthanded goal. There's already been two or three this season. Mm Mm-hmm. Shorthanded goals, what we lost in the fucking playoffs last season, and you're still making the same mistake? You're still letting this happen? Like, nobody's going, you know what, maybe we should work on our power play. Like, maybe we should bring somebody in who actually knows how to fucking tell these guys how to move. Move your feet. Move the puck. 
If I see one more pass, 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 no shot when you have open lanes, I might bug out. So so you think the big part of it is that they're not shooting on the power play, really? No, the, I, I, dude, and I know it was um, I know it was uh, Aho's first game. Mm-hmm. They had him quarterbacking the fucking power play. And I, Barzell's giving him pass after pass after pass, and he's just electing to pass it. Shoot. Yeah. Shoot from the point. Let it trickle down. Fit. Yeah. There, you guys are set up for more than 30 seconds and there's not one shot. I don't care if it's coming from the point. I don't care if it's coming from the bump. I, shoot it. Yeah. And at that point, like when you're 30 seconds deep in and you've had the puck possessed the entire time and you're at the point, just take it. Yeah. Just do it. Who cares what happens? Put it on net. <sighs> I got. I gotta recollect myself. I'm losing my train of thought. This is getting me mad. Oh, <laughs> I could ask a question to Terry. Yeah, yeah, give me a question. Let me let me take a breath. So, well, because you want to continue with, do you want to continue on your depressing rant? Yeah. yeah okay. Let's keep continue. Going. Continue on that first. Let's keep going. Because it, it'll also provide some kind of positivity. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. 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 Well, that's already one of the power play. Let's go here. And now COVID is hitting this. <laughs> COVID's a hoax. No. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. By the way, just kidding. Josh Bailey, <laughs> Ross Johnson. Ross Johnson, fuck you. Just kidding. I love you, buddy. Yeah, um, I like Ross Johnson. And Anders Lee, the captain of the team, all out on COVID protocol. <laughs> UBS yeah. opens up tomorrow. Yeah. So you captain. mean to tell me, you mean to tell me the longest tenured Islander of all time, oh, not of all time, of occurring Islanders, sorry. Fucking Josh Bailey. I hate him. He's annoying as hell, but isn't going to play. <laughs> I hate him. I fucking hate him. You mean to tell me Ryan Pollock, who's now going to play eight seasons in this building, can't be there for the opening night? I get it. He has an injury. Nothing we can do about it. The captain of the team, Anders Lee, the captain, not going to play at the opening game? Yeah. All these things suck. All these things are terrible. And, like, look at what happened last season to teams that were getting hit by COVID hard. Like, look at the Stars. Look at the Canucks. They were never able to bounce back after that. So, I Still hope, not able to be bouncing back. I hope that the spread it stops here. It doesn't go on. Allegedly, everyone's fucking vaccinated. No, no, no. Talk your shit. Talk your shit. I know Because I know what you want to say. Say it. How many le- how many differently? It happened in football. It happened in basketball. Mm-hmm. It happened in hockey where people are faking vaccinations. They're getting fake vaccine cards. I'm not accusing anybody. I don't want it to be like that where I'm just accusing people because I know that you can still get sick with COVID. I, I, I understand that. But like, how are so many people on these organizations getting sick? Like, Ottawa has to cancel games. How? Yeah. You're all vaccinated. Like, I get it. I think it. it's Again, a fair, I think it's a fair sick, thing. But like, how is it more than 90% of the team is getting sick? Yeah. Like, it's like, it's crazy. I mean, again, I don't want to dive too deep in that because I don't want to make false accusations. But what I will say is this. A guy like Josh Hosang would look nice on the Islanders right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A guy who got signed for a vet, min- uh, you know, a minimum contract in fucking an NHL contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs. You couldn't get that done. You couldn't let this guy have a chance. Imagine Josh Hosang coming in right now. It'd be a lot better than uh, who are you going to bring up? Goliashev? I mean, he's playing great, but like. 
Well, I think I think I think a big reason why you brought up the vaccine cards is because today they were accusing Antonio Brown of doing that. Yeah, Antonio Brown, he just did it. Um, you know, Evander Kane Evander Kane then too. Yeah. It. So there's been accusations of it. Aaron I think it's Rogers important. To, has has we're not even touching that because Aaron fuck There was Aaron, a lot more to that. Aaron Rodgers. There was a lot loser. more to that one than fucking you know. loser. <laughs> but like I used to like him. Loser. But like, come on, man. There, there's so many like different like things that like it, it just it's scary because it's like are you guys really vaccinated? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I think I think it's a valid question. You know, that was the smoothie IPA, by the way. <laughs> very, very. Um, I said that. I said that. I mean, what I will say is this: at the end of the day, I hope that the Islanders um, continue that next man up, you know, mindset that they had last season. You know, when Lee went down, Komarov came up. Miss you, buddy. At this point, I miss you now. Um, Hopefully the next man comes up. They fill their roles. You know, they're going to be playing a lot of home games. There's going to be a lot of energy at UBS tomorrow. Um, hopefully that's enough. I mean, you're playing a really hot Calgary team. You're going to play yeah. an even more hot Toronto Maple Leafs the following day. 10-1-0 the past 11 games. Yeah. And then you're going to play apparently the world beaters, the New York Rangers. And then you finish up with... Shout out, uh, Martin. <laughs> yeah, shout out to you, buddy. Fuck. I, I, you guys made me eat my words from last week, so don't worry. Um, and then they have another game, I think. I couldn't even tell you who it is right now just because my brain's <laughs> off. But... Um, well, so how's this? So I have, I have three things for you. One, this will make you uh, feel... I'm going to sp- share the news live. I think I'm going to have free tickets to the Canucks and Islanders game when the Canucks come to UBS Seriously? in March. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have three free tickets. Oh, so, uh, shit. So we, it's, it's on a Thursday, I think, but we uh, can still make it out. I'm yeah, there. I'm there. Uh, so, that, so there we go. That's some positive news for oh you. Uh, negative news for me because I get to see the Canucks get absolutely <laughs> uh, shit on. I hope so. Uh, well, <laughs> all right. Let's, at least let's make it overtime. Um, like last time, then I missed the overtime yeah, goal yeah um so then i wanted to ask you a couple questions i i mean well realistically like similar questions so if you had to pick a player right now who's been impressing you the most on the islanders this season who do you think it would be and why it's gonna be the guy who had two minutes i didn't even fucking talk about this thank you for asking that question it's gonna be the guy who in the first period working on my interview had skills two fucking minutes of ice time his name is oliver wallstrom <gasps> ollie Ollie Wally. There we go. The fucking wagon. My favorite. Buddy, I love you. <laughs> I should have gotten an Ollie jersey. What Fuck. is Trotz doing? Like, how does he only have two yeah. minutes of ice time in the first period? And then you know what fucking <laughs> made matters worse? Was he was on ice in the second period. I think it was a power play. Rings it off the fucking post. The only guy that's creating offense, the only guy that's scoring goals mm-hmm. for this team, you limit his time because, oh, he's not getting to his game. Oh, you mean to tell me Paul Mary's getting to his game? You mean to tell me Josh Bailey's getting to his game? Can I also just say, I think in addition to that, the Noah Dobson benching is pretty concerning to me because I wasn't watching the games before that, but I was surprised to see Noah Dobson benched because he couldn't be worse than Chara. He's playing with Chara. So well, that, that, that's the thing. That's the thing. Him? Yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying, why is Chara not being benched? Because he's a veteran. He's a six foot nine, 10, whatever the hell veteran. He's got a long stick. Yeah, it doesn't do you fucking justice when you're on your got back. A, yeah, exactly. And so I think Noah Dobson is, <sighs> is a, a big piece of the defense yeah, core. I mean, and he's not, he wasn't playing. Defensively, Noah Dobson should never be benched. He's I don't at, think he should be. A, he's at a point in his career where he's a he's prime a player. Stay. that He's in he's his a, prime. He's, he a, well, he's a prime stay. player that a lot of teams want. A lot of teams want that second pairing right hand defenseman, That I think, which I think is what he is. I think he's a, a good solid 3-4 defenseman. Who's right-handed, which is what every team craves. You know how much the Canucks can kill for him right now? You know how much the Canucks would trade for him right now? 
they probably give up a first. They, yeah. I, oh, Jim Benning, sell the team. <laughs> I, so, I, so gets me so mad. So then I want to say, I, I think I know the answer for you, but <laughs> at least I'll hear it in this in the same uh, vein. What is a player that has been pissing you off the most this Kyle season? Palmieri. Okay, Kyle, uh, that's not who I was thinking. Kyle Palmieri, Chara. I was I was thinking you were going to say Chara. Well, uh, so Kyle, Kyle Palmieri. I don't even I don't even want to blame him. He he was you know, well because he's only played two games. He's, he's not getting warm and he's not getting bailed out. So. so. So Kyle Palmieri. Yeah, I'll, I'll, me, I'll yeah. say, okay, offensive and defensive. Offensive Kyle Palmieri. I mean, you're Jordan Eberle's replacement. Mm-hmm. You're playing top line minutes. Signed you're playing a, was it four-year ascension? Signed three or four years. Yeah. I forgot right now. I could fact check it, but uh, I'm lazy. Um, buddy, what are you doing? What are you, like, it, it, creating nothing. Mm-hmm. Creating nothing. You're literally dragging Barzell down. I mean, luckily enough, in practice, um, he got moved down to the third line. So hopefully, you know, Parise, Palmieri, and fucking um, JG, you know, hopefully they could get something going. I think the three of them look great together uh, in, in, on paper and on, on idea. Um, and Wallstrom finally got promoted to a top six role. I know I just complained that they didn't. Yeah. He, he was <laughs> practicing on the second wing right side. And they have uh, Buvillier looking like he's going to play top line with uh, Barzell and uh, Lee. Well, <laughs> not Lee anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. So who knows? Probably Palmieri back there. Um, no, but as I was saying, Palmieri, he, you know, we need we need scoring. We need offense. We need him to get there. Maybe it's the beard. Maybe it's not the beard. He finally potted one last game in a six-one blowout. So, congratulations, I guess. Um, yeah, him and then Chara, man. I, and He's I feel bad because I want to like him. I you know I, yeah. I, I I hated him when he was on Boston. You know uh, I hated him when he was on the Caps. We finally have him, and he's six years past what we needed him at. You know he's yeah, just too exactly. slow. He's just too old. I, I get it. He's a veteran presence, and you know maybe he helps you guys out in like a, a mental state. Veteran presence is overrated. I, I don't want to hear it, that it's shit. Over, but like but the then, amount of shit that the Canucks fans have heard for years with the veteran leadership, foundational locker room players, it's bullshit. But like then, that doesn't make sense. But then, but then, who? What was Johnny Boychuk's role when he was well before he got traded, and he was on an administration like role? Wasn't that what he was doing? Yeah. Wasn't he down on the ice helping these guys, mentoring them? I get it. I guess maybe on ice and the game is different from than a guy, you know, talking to you from the press box. But there should be a balance beam. Um, what, you know, you see them pictures in in courts, the, 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 the scale, tipping okay. the scale, the scale. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. <laughs> Veteran presence on one side and defensive liability. Yeah. And defensive liability is tanked to the bottom. We're zeroed out. We're if we're a car and we go over a bump, our bumper's coming off. You know, like it's yeah. it's not looking good for Zidane Char. And uh, we experimented and it didn't work. It didn't work. Yep. If you want to make the argument that like maybe you could just swap him and Andy Green out every night, okay, maybe. I'm playing like a third pairing role. I don't even want that. But okay, okay. The way it's going right now, no. The experiment failed. Hopefully these young guys that are coming up and they're getting a chance because of injuries and COVID, uh, hopefully that they can figure it out and hopefully they can limit the time that we're going to have to deal with Chara. Mm -hmm. But uh, a deal's got to be done. The experiment failed. 
Yeah. That's all I got to say. I'm done. I can't. I can't. I'm checked out. I can't wait to hear what you got to say. I feel like you're going to be even more upset. <sighs> Islanders, man. <clears throat> UBS opens tomorrow. UBS does open up tomorrow. I got to be happy for that, right? Yeah. Why not? I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel a lot of happy feelings right now. I don't have a lot of happy feelings. UBS opening, though, is exciting. It is very exciting. Yeah. It looks beautiful. I it can't does. wait to get in there. I want to get in there soon. Yeah, if we... Uh, what's called? Because my semester ends mid-December. I'm down to go to like a game any day then. After right, that yeah. Because it'll be easier during the week if we yeah, want to go to the and game. And they're cheap. They're cheaper then, too. We could take the, the train to Elmont. Yeah. Shotgun some four locos. What? What? We could do that again. I'm down. <laughs> that was bad. That was I rough. I still have a drunken video of me with Sparky. I'm like, Sparky, <laughs> what's up, buddy? Remember when Sparky was talking shit to me? Yeah, yeah, he was going in on you. Yo, and I was like, dude, the Islanders are my second team. Like, fuck off. And he, he was like, oh, and he fist bumped me. I was like, all right, Ben, thanks. I, I guess, I guess I will give Sparky you Sparky has to be the second coolest mascot. I love Finn. I don't care. Finn's awesome. I mean, I haven't been to a Canucks game, but why are you fucking rolling your eyes? No, you know what? Finn, you know what? I, I say before we get to the what the fuck is Sparky? A dragon? Dragons aren't real. Dragons are sick. Dragons aren't real. Orca whales, bro. They kill everybody. And you know what was cool was because we had the Long Island Dragons. You know the uh, indoor football team at the time in Nassau Coliseum. Dragon? What are you talking about? Dragon my nuts? Anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I actually have to say I think Gritty's become my favorite mascot. I really do have to say. Dude, I, I, I turned around. I turned around with him. The <laughs> like fucking 100%. TikTok of him fucking absolutely undressing the kid goalie. <laughs> Yo, this kid was like eight. So if you guys haven't seen it, Gritty was. It was like an intermission thing or like a, during a TV timeout and gritty's sitting there there's like a, an eight-year-old kid in goal and gritty's skating down the ice and he deeks the fuck out of this eight-year-old kid and the eight-year-old's like this jock straps on the ground well, pause no but so the kid's jock trap is just on the ground and gritty's celebrating like he just scored the golden goal for canada know, in 2010 fucking, oh my god it was beautiful that, it was so funny it, that had to be one of the funniest clips yeah i think gritty's my favorite happy. mascot now i i turned around to him 100 percent. i like gritty now I can't say the same. Only so well, so it's gritty, Finn, Sparky for me. <laughs> okay, deal. Understandable, underbandable. I also don't know much about other teams' mascots, me but <laughs> me fucking either. Uh, the Hurricanes mascot looks like Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. <laughs> so I don't know why he's Rudolph, but um. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So the Canucks. Um, oh yeah, I have a lot here. I've been listening to a bunch of Canucks podcasts the past like week and a half. Um, and uh, so, I, you know, it's funny because what I do in my car sometimes on my way to work because I have like a 45 minute commute is if I'm listening to something, I'll like pause it and I'll respond to what they're saying. Not like not like it's like practice for anything, but it's kind of like just like, well, it does also help like build your skills and like talking about like a subject like this. But it's like. It just gives you different ideas and you bounce off of them. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, so I, I feel like I've gone off and I've forgotten what I said to most of them because I like. So let's go over the timeline since uh, we last spoke. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I forgot that's the best way to get through it. Yeah. I mean, I'm only going to remember four games. Um, Canucks went on a three game road trip after their homestand in which they went two no, two, four and one. They went during their homestand, seven game homestand. They went two, four and one. Um so everyone was like, all right, this three-game road trip is really important for the franchise, and they uh, lost all three games. Uh, they lost to the Ducks. I forgot what the score was. Maybe like 4-2 or 4-1 or something like that. Probably 4-1 because the Canucks can't Give score a goal. Me. 
Yeah. I love um, you, John Gibson. I don't know if Gibson was playing, honestly. Um, but because the Canucks just can't score a goal. So uh, they lost like 4 1 or whatever to the Ducks. <laughs> um, then they uh, they lose 7 1 against the uh, Colorado Avalanche. They got completely shit on. And then they lose the next game 7 to 1 against Vegas. They lose the next game. What was it uh, five to two against the Ducks the other night? Like, and right there after that last Ducks game, that last road trip game, everyone is saying they're like, you know, this team right now needs to make a change because at that point they were like five nine and two, <laughs> you know, and it's like you need to make a change at that point, you know, it's like to either fire Green, fire Benning, you need to make a change. So let's go into like the logistics. So I have a whole shit written out. So the power play right now, currently, as of tonight, before the game, Friday night, the versus the Winnipeg Jets, Connor Hellbuck isn't playing, thank God. So maybe Eric Comrie can uh, shit the bed. Power play percentage, 14.5. Not the worst. It's 27th, uh, 27th in the league. So not the worst. Close to us. Uh, close to you guys. Uh, but honestly, 14.5 isn't that bad considering how bad the penalty kill is which is at an nhl record low this is the lowest in recorded history lowest 60.3 percent the penalty kill is 60.3 percent that means every 10 times they're letting up a goal four times on the penalty kill and you know what it feels like they're doing letting in a goal nine times out of ten that's what it feels like they're doing especially with how many penalties are going in a game and and they're not scoring on the power plays. They're not scoring on the power plays. Power plays. They scored most of those power play goals in the beginning of the season. They're like three for 36 or something like that. The past few, not three for 36. There's three for like something, a big number. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It doesn't make sense to me. It definitely is like three for 36 because that's like 8% or something like that, which is what they are the past like seven games. <sighs> um, they lost five in a row. So now here's the thing. Elias Pettersson. Nine points in 17 games. I have a computer. And, uh, what? I'm like looking up stats on my phone and I'm like, I have a Yeah, you have, <laughs> you have a good HP in front of you, right? That's yeah. HP, yeah. Yeah. So, Pedersen has nine points in 17 games. It's not good. Not at, at all. all. And, Most overrated star in the league. And every, well, hold on. Everyone's shitting on him right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And rightfully so. He hasn't looked like himself. He's tripping over his feet. He's bobbling pucks. And it's like, but like, he went from this dynamic player last season before he was injured. Dynamic, dude. Carrying the team near point per game. Carrying the play on the ice. He was the the best bright spot on the team for the past three years. Dynamic. Tenacious. I mean, I don't want to stop you, but if this article is correct from 321 p.m. today, Elias Pettersson taking off Canucks top power play unit tonight. Well, I'm, I was going to get to that. Yes, he oh, has. Sorry, I, I, I didn't mean to ruin that. You know, I know, he has. And that's, I was like, whoa. He has. Sorry and, about that. No, it's okay. And he has. And you know, no, we'll go on that. He has. And <laughs> that's fine with me because you know what? So is Besser. Got to learn. And, and that leads into what I was saying. It's not just Pettersson's playing bad. Brock Besser isn't playing well at all. <laughs> Jesus. Neither is Bo Horvat, the team's captain. And like at that point, it's like, your best players aren't performing to the ability. And that right there is like a huge problem. Yeah. How are your best players not performing well? This is a guy, Elias Pettersson, you just signed three years for seven point whatever million. Star. Star. Perennial star in the division. 
not playing well. Brock Besser, everyone's calling this guy a 40 goal scorer. I've never called him that. I don't think I've, I've said he's a 30 because he's scored like 29 before. 30 goal scorer, I'd say, usually. He's not playing well this season either. Bo Horvat, I think he has one goal in the past nine games or something like that. And not shitting on the guy, but like everyone's talking about every, all these Canucks fans were saying, we have, we have two first line centers in Patterson and, and Horvat. Horvat has played like that, but not in a little bit. No, not at all. So, you know, it's like this team in general just looks like they're playing a step behind in most of the periods that they played. And they're not gelling together. You know, there's nothing on this team besides a couple of bright spots on it, like on it. But I'm sick of bright spots. I'm sick of moral victories. I'm sick of these little bright spots that we have. Oh, well, at least there's this. No, this team is terrible. They've been terrible the past eight years. This is a team that we've been told is a playoff team multiple times. This is a team that we've been told to be patient and have hope with multiple times over the course of the eight years that Jim Benning has been the fucking general manager. We've been told to have patience. We've been told to have hope. We've been told that they're a playoff team. We've been told, oh, once they get in the playoffs, anything can happen. No, that's not how you run a team. You don't run on a day-by-day basis. You don't run, oh, if we get it, maybe something could happen. No, you run and say, hey, we're a playoff team. We're going to make something happen. Not maybe something will happen. We're going to make something happen. That's how you should be running the team. Everyone now has been saying, fire Travis Green, fire Jim Benning. I get everything about that, but I think the blames go around. Yeah, you know, definitely. I mean, that that's that's been my big thing when you and I talk. It's because every Canucks fan right now, you know, and I follow a lot of Canucks guys, and obviously I'm on our Instagram all the time, so I see a lot of what they're saying, and I understand fire Travis Green, but like, and I understand now why everyone says oh fire Jim Benning, but like this season alone in a vacuum, just this season, I don't want to put the blame on him. Granted, on who? On Jim Benning. For just this season, again, in a vacuum, one season, his, the moves that he made in the offseason, I feel like bettered the team. I See, but it did, it only benefited them in the short term, right? Because they still, yeah, have, because yeah. they still have six years of OEL at seven point whatever. Which is and what, it's looking good right now because it, we knew in short term it would be fine. But when he's 35, 34, it's going to look <laughs> bad. And you also have to think we would be able to have more space for better players if Tyler Myers wasn't signed to six fucking million dollars. Okay. Yes. You know? Yes, yes. I'm, that's why I'm, that's why I'm going back to the argument of this season. It should have been an upgrade from what it was last year. And last year wasn't disgustingly terrible like it is right now. It was okay. It could have been better, of course. But he upgraded the team. And the team regressed even further. Is that on Travis Green? Is that on the team? You know, and granted, like, again, if better contracts are done in the past, especially that fucking Tyler Myers contract, fuck that guy. Yeah, you guys will be in a different situation, of course, of course. But, like, for the changes that were made going into this season, the team should have been better. I also think that this offseason, like the the Connor Garland, because I'm going to say Connor Garland is the major piece of that trade. I'm going to say that 100%. As much as as good as OEL has been, he's been pretty fine. Not the past few games, but nobody has been the past few games besides Niels Hoglander. <laughs> but like, the, he also signed Travis Hamnick to $3 million for two years. Signed Tucker Pullman to 2.5 for four years. And like, granted, again, yes, in a vacuum, if he were to sign one of those, that wouldn't be that bad. But it's the culmination. But like, but like, but wait, listen, he has about $12 million locked up in Tyler Myers, Tucker Pullman, and Travis Hamanick. Come on. I'm sorry. You can't win with that. No, I mean, I, I, I know what you're saying. And and Travis Hamanick, I mean, 
that's been a whole debacle, obviously, you know, going into all that. And, and I, I want to say, I want to say, because no, we're going to say that right now because I called it. I knew it from the second it happened that it had to do with the vaccination status. And you're like, oh, no, we we'll probably have to do with well, this. Because the way Jim Benning was talking about it made it seem and knowing the backstory of Hamannick and like, you know, his children have issues and. You know, he he had to move for, like, family reasons. That's why he left the Islanders. So, like, there's always been a story with this guy. So that's why it seemed like it was a lot more. But keep going. Sorry, I didn't mean to stop you. No, it's okay. Because it's like, I, and I've been calling it since it happened. I go, it's because he's not vaccinated that he wasn't playing, that he didn't report. Yeah. And you know you know what pisses me off about Travis? No, I'm going to go off on Travis Hammock now because fuck <laughs> him. Because, listen, you're going to go inside and say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to get vaccinated. Don't worry. Then what does he do? He chickens out at the pharmacy. Doesn't get vaccinated. Uh, I'm not going to say chicken now because I don't know the reason. It says that he was unable to. I don't know why he was unable to. Whatever. But he's vaccinated now. So obviously he was able to. So I'm going to say that he was chickening out. Right? So he goes to the pharmacy. Chickens out. He just received his second dose. So Jim Benning this whole time was saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, like, uh, it's a personal matter. Yeah. We're not going to talk and about it. that's why I thought that it was a big deal. But then when he comes under fire in his media availability yesterday, he deflects off of his all of the drama on him and says, oh, well, you know, Travis Hamannick, yeah, it was because he was, like, now he's throwing that personal situation under the bus. If it was that personal and private, why are you saying it now when the blame is all directed on you? When all these fire betting chants are in Rogers Arena, you're placing the blame and everything, all this stuff, you're you're bringing a different spotlight onto a different situation that you refuse to in the past. It's a, a shitty PR move. It's cowardly and not the move a general manager should be making yeah. who already isn't good at speaking to media. I don't understand this. And then and then Travis Hamannick has the balls to not report to Abbotsford games. He he was re refusing to play in the AHL games. He got sent down and they were like, oh, hey, are you going to play? He goes, no, I'm not going to play. He thought he was too good for it. So you know what? That right there, I, I, I just, I don't want to, I, why are you here? Why are you here? I mean, I don't agree with him being sent down to the AHL. I don't think. Well, well, I, well I, they had to because they couldn't send him on the roster there. Yeah, so I mean, it, it was a technicality. But like, if you're in Abbotsford, just play, play keep your feet. Well, because he was pl without playing for a week after already missing like a month. I know. He lost a lot of games. That's why like, I, on, on strictly a contract argument, I don't blame Jim Benning for what's going on with Hamannick. Because, you know, you're being told that he's going to get vaccinated. Obviously, he didn't for whatever reason. I don't blame Jim Benning for that, yes. So, like, if Hamnick was able to get into a rhythm, he was able to start the entire season, was able to play every single game, I think we're looking at a completely different Travis Hamnick than we are right now. Yeah. Uh, and a completely different situation, obviously, clearly. The way he handled it, disgusting. I mean, like, him throwing him under the bus after protecting him for all that time, only because now you're it's getting It's cowardly. Attacked. It's yeah, cowardly. I 100% agree. So, it's like... Should he be fired on on those type of things? Okay, but like I don't know, man. I, I this Canucks team, it's it's just you're not playing well. And it, it, is it something on the coach, which is Travis well, Green? So that's actually what I'm going to get into. So I have here. Everyone is fire Green, fire Benning, and I get all of those. So now I'm going to go into why you should fire all of them. <laughs> Travis Green, maybe the answer to fire because the special teams are a coach's job. He hasn't done much, and a lot of people are suggesting that this team isn't buying into his system anymore. I don't really know if that's part's true. I don't think it's. I don't really think it's that they're not I buying mean, they into a system. Look unenthusiastic. I, I'm not sure if it's that, or I don't think that it's that they're not buying to Travis Green. I think it's that they're not buying into management and ownership. But I'm going to get into that. But so you know, but this team right now, if you watch them play, which you have been 
How many times have they dumped and chased? How many times have they carried it in? They haven't carried the puck in at all. They've been dumping and chasing. And this isn't a dump and chase no, team. No, they are not a physical team. No. Like, Patterson well, looks like Bambi out there. It's not you can't a fucking day watching the Islanders to them. Because they're just, exactly. they don't forecheck for the lives of them. But that's the thing. This is a skill team that should be forechecking at, like, hard and swarming teams, like, on the forecheck, not dumping and chasing. That's not this team's game. You know, and they're being forced to do that. This is not a gritty team. So you need to stop making the play that way. I think that is a part of the reason why the players are underperforming because they're being forced into roles that they're not equipped for. I don't think Brock Besser is a dump and chase player. I don't think Pedersen is a dump and chase player. I don't think, I mean, I don't even think Connor Garland is. He's good along the walls, but he's not a a dump and chaser. That's what I call him. Okay, let me know. They they were calling him an angry elf, which uh, that was, that was, yeah. Um, So, that's Travis Green. Now now there's Benning, right? <sighs> Fucking Jim Benning. This is a team that has one of the worst point percentages over Jim Benning's tenure since 2014, consistently over nearly eight years. The shit trades, the shit UFA deals, the shit results. It doesn't make sense as to why this loser still has a job, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Benning said yesterday, uh, uh, yeah, so, you know, we're trying everything. We're looking at everything. Well, one, no, you're not, because this team is still in the same way that you that it has been. Um, but then he said that he's been talking to the players' agents and about what's up with the players. What? Ha- I'm sorry. Before I go on with that, when have you ever heard of that? I'm not even going to talk to the players who are a few stories down in the in the on the ice. I'm going to talk to their agents. Why the fuck are you talking to their agents about them? Talk to them. If you're the GM, you should be having a rapport with these players. And if you can't get through them, who can? Anywho, with that, but but the, to me, that reads, you know, the Asians have been coming to him talking about this and saying, like, you know, fix this team or else my my player's not going to play here next season. There's no way that this team keeps everyone this offseason. I think there's going to be more Nate Schmidt situations where they don't want to play in the, on this team. They're going to request trades. A hundred percent. I don't think so. And and then speaking of that, apparently Benny's looking at trades. Why in God's name are you trusting this this GM to make another boneheaded trade that's going to be a desperation trade to save his job? You know why in God's name, especially when the Canucks are being put up against the cap already by these bad contracts and these bad deals. Like <laughs> he's not in any situation to make these trades. You know, he. My last thing about Benning before I get to ownership is that it's like. He said that he wants us to be patient with this team, but the moves that he's made are to rush rebuilds when this team should have been rebuilding. He, How can we be expected to be patient if this GM hasn't been patient with the players and with the, the process? You know, and then you look at the Anaheim Ducks who turned the ship around on their rebuild super quick and they're led by 18, 19, and 20 year olds. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, but then that becomes an argument in my eyes of the players because I don't like the product that's on the ice watching them. They, they, it feels lackadaisical with some of their plays, their effort. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like the the Canucks that we were watching in the bubble. So now you're going to get me going because I have to say the bubble, I texted you this, the bubble saved Jim Benning's job. He was going to get fired after, but like during that season, 100% he was because they were in a free fall before the bubble started. <laughs> they were in a free fall. They lost like seven in a row or something like that. They were free falling. They got in onto the playoff bubble on a technicality, right? And then we were told, 
you know, bring out the car flags, get ready for this, get ready for this team. This is the new Canucks. They're back. Guess what they do that offseason? Markstrom, gone. Tanev, gone. Stetcher, gone. Toffoli, gone. These big pieces of this team Dude, and that were in the playoff Tifoli bubble. And the season had after. Reminiscent exactly. of the Eberle now. Exactly. Opposite. Dude, it, it just doesn't make sense how we were told to buy into this team. And then big core pieces were gone that offseason. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. And, and for me, that's on the owner. I'm going to say this right now. You're going to laugh. at. I know you're going to laugh as soon as I say it. You should sell the team. Sell the team to somebody who actually wants this team to succeed and will stop playing armchair GM because we know Benning's just a puppet for this blueberry picking fuck. Dude, I mean, he cares more about, he says he cares about this team, but he continues to drive this team down to the ground like his real estate properties that he has in North Van, wherever the hell he has it. I mean, this team operates in a, oh, let's get to the playoffs and hope. How much more hope are Canucks fans expected to have? What? How like how much longer can this team dwell in mediocrity? I mean, they've been we've been consistently been putting this team on a pedestal, Canucks fans, I mean, com- when compared to the Minnesota Wild and the Edmonton Oilers and how mediocre they were, right? The Canucks fans kept saying, you know, we're a better team than them, and we kept laughing at them and how mediocre they are. But this is the same team as them. A team that has no identity besides being a mediocre team. You were going to say something. I stopped you. No, no. I, I want to talk about, because we're talking about Aquilini at this point. Yeah, the fucking loser GM. <laughs> Him <laughs> traveling with the team to Vegas. In my eyes, in my eyes, looking at it, that sounds like a guy who's watching the last games of his head coach and his owner. To me. To me. I mean, mm-hmm. why else would the owner be flying out to the game? A lot of code had a lot of G, uh, a lot of ownership from my eyes, my perspective, at least with the honors. I mean, Ledecky's there a lot during playoffs, but like they're not really there day to day basis. Mm-hmm. Now, you're, now he's traveling to and it was news. It was like news that everyone was talking about that he was traveling to Vegas and was watching the game. You know what else was news? How he stayed behind for the next game to watch Sunday night football. Yeah. Instead of watching <laughs> the fucking team play in Anaheim, which I was going to say next, because like you would think that he's there. And he's like, all right. This is your last chance, you know? And they got bombed by fucking Vegas, right? Seven to one. Seven to one. Seven to one. And the and the man the GM and the head coach still had a job. And you're right, you know, and, and instead of think taking action, instead of doing something, he was at a football game the next day. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. And the team was playing again. It doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. Um I, I just I thought that I when I saw I don't know. It was Canucks access, right? They're yeah. Put, they're putting shout out to Canucks access. Yeah, shout you, you're, you're insane with everything. You keep me up to date with the Canucks. He's awesome. Love him. When I saw the Aquilini's there, in my eyes, that was like, oh shit, Jim Bidding's gone. Oh yeah. shit, Travis Green's going to be fired. Oh shit. I would cream if like, that happened. Oh shit. Like when you see something like that, that's what I, that's what I thought was happening. Yeah. And then it just didn't happen. Uh-huh. And, then, and then he gives his vote of confidence to him like two days later. And you know, speaking of that, cause earlier on in the week, I think it was Tuesday. Or it was Monday night, and they were reporting that Tuesday morning, Aquilini and Jim Benning were going to have a meeting. Even but more. They were going to have a meeting. And everyone's like, oh, my God. Like, what's going to happen? But we're always told that Benning and Aquilini talk every day. So why are they having a meeting? That was just for optics. It was just for optics to be like, okay, we're going to have a conversation. It was literally just for media optics. That's my thing. That doesn't make sense. And, you know, I, I, I forgot to mention this. Apparently, Benning's looking at uh, Benning's looking at trades. Yeah, I think I mentioned that. Never you mind. Now that I said right. that, no, you did, but it's fine. 
But it's like, but like, that's not the answer. Who are you trading for? I'm sorry. That's just making me like, just look at. Now I remember what I was going to say. Because I was looking at my notes and I, yeah, I got scrambled. That's me before. A couple games ago, they were saying that the Canucks want to wait seven to eight more games besides making a major thing. Do you, now I'm going to pull it on you. Look in the look at the standings real quick. <laughs> look at the Pacific Division standings, Damien. Pacific Division standings. And then you tell me if the Canucks should be waiting now six to seven games to make a, a big decision. Okay, okay. So sitting with 12 points, at least you're not in last place. Tell, tell, but tell us who who's above us. All right, the uh, the Oilers. Which Jesus Christ! When I woke up to that Connor McDavid goal, that was nuts. I yeah. literally thought it was just a repost of the Rangers yeah, goal, and then I realized, sure. oh shit, that's a Jets jersey. Yeah, twelve and four, twenty four points at the top. You got the mm-hmm. Calgary Flames. Hopefully, going to be an L tomorrow. Hopefully, nine and three and five, twenty three points. Mm-hmm. Anaheim Duckies. John Gibby, 10, 5, and 3, 23 points. Mm-hmm. Wow, they messed up. Oh, no, they didn't. Um, Golden Knights, who they're hurt. They're going to get better. 10 and 7 with mm-hmm. 20 points. Now, your Canucks. Uh, I guess we could talk about the Kings. 8, 6, and 2, 18 points. The Canucks. 5, 10, and 2 with 12 points. So and, six points out of, out, out of out of fifth place. Yeah, they're, they are six points out of fifth place. Six points out of fifth place. And you want to wait six to seven more games to make a decision? Are you are you stupid? Yeah. I are mean, you seven games really takes you out of the race really early? If you th- I mean how much fucking pride do you have? How how thick headed do you have to be to wait that long to make a decision? And how are we expected to have hope in this fucking team? I'm sorry. The last thing I'm, I, I want to oh, say. Oh God! I mean, it's it's it, hard. Is that this is a team and ownership group that's hiding behind a fucking steel curtain that needs to be exposed like the Wizard of Oz? I I I don't understand this team. This ownership needs to end. They sell the fucking team to somebody who actually gives a shit and will let the hockey men know or or, or women know how to run a hockey team. And get their meddling little grimy sticky blueberry fingers out of the team. Because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of watching this team. I'm sick of watching these terrible press conferences. Last thing I will mention is how Benning and Aquilini throw Travis Green under the bus. And he's expected to explain all these things. Benning should be speaking more to the media. Especially how bad they've been. I don't understand. It's disgusting. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. That was that was a long rant. I'm sorry. But I I, I enjoyed it. Oh my I god, it. bro! This fucking team. I, I, th- this fucking owner. I, that, that's what I meant before when I was saying, oh, you know, people are saying fire Travis Green, fire Jim Benning. I say yes, fire them both, but also sell the team. Aquilini is sell the team. Sell it. Sell it. I, I, I'll buy it sell, for about five hundred dollars. Sell it to the Red Sox. Apparently, they're buying the Penguins. You saw that? Yeah. Disgusting. I'll buy it for five hundred dollars. I'll buy the Canucks. <laughs> All right. Hopefully. Next week, seven days from now, we have a better tone. But I, I hope it. I hope you fans, because obviously a majority of you guys are Islanders and Canucks fans. Hopefully you guys can understand where we're coming from, and hopefully these are the feelings that you were having, and we're able to talk about it. Hopefully, give you hope, give you not give you hope, but who knows? Give you clarity, I shall say, give you clarity on the situation and, and what to expect fires. for the future for these teams, because. Uh, it's a little cloudy right now. It's a little cloudy for both organizations. And uh, the hope is it starts turning around because uh, if not, it's going to be a long season. 
Yeah. Very long season. It's already been a long season. Feels like it. Um, so, guys, made it this far. Heard us cry this long. You must like us. Yeah. And if you do like us, maybe have a little crush, you can follow us on Instagram. Where can they find us on Instagram, Justin? At the Clapper Report, T-H-E-C-L-A-P-P-E-R-R-E-P-O-R-T. Now, again, if you listen to this this far, you probably have an opinion. Put it in the comments. We're going to make a post about this. Probably fire, probably trash cans, probably Jim maybe, Benning's face. Maybe, maybe bags over the, our, our heads. Yeah, maybe. We should do bags over our heads. We, you know what, tomorrow morning, let's go get bags. We'll cut eyes out and we'll, we'll take a picture. I was just going to say, just like take a picture that Martin had took and perfect put bags over better heads. idea better idea so yeah you know you're gonna see a post shout out martin you're gonna see a post yeah shout out to you buddy i uh he changed his at recently so yeah i think it's casma new york is it still casma new york dot new york martin i talk to you like all the time yes it's c-a-s-m-a dot n-y casma new york he martin. did a great shoot for us shout out martin. A great shoot for you too only guy Especially i like that's taller than that. <laughs> martin casma dot new york he does great work he does great photo shoots so uh yeah hit him guys, up yeah, are in are in the market. Hit him up. He does a great job. But before we have more technical difficulties, I think we'll wrap things up here. We had quite the eventful episode, so hopefully you yep. guys enjoyed. Um, you know where to find us. Uh, I guess that's it, right? So yeah, sounds good for me. We'll see you guys here again next week. Peace. <laughs>